Welcome to Living a Full Life Podcast. Join us as we explore health topics that encourage raising healthy children, living a healthy life, and living the best life possible. Now, here's your host. Welcome, everybody, to another podcast of Living a Full Life. I'm Dr. Enrico Rochicori, and happy 2024. I hope this one is a great one for you all. We're going to keep bringing you content that helps elevate your life with health and wellness for you and your family. And this week's topic is the five things you can focus on this year that will maximize your health and put you in the right trajectory. You don't have to do new things at 100%. A great example this time of the year is the gyms. Everyone's decided, I'm going to go work out. And they realize they haven't worked out since college, and they're now 52 years old. And they're going to go to the gym. They're going to hire a personal trainer. They're going to do this. They're going to start lifting 100-pound deadlifts. And I'll be seeing them in three weeks in the chiropractic office with a torn rotator cuff. But the point is, we don't have to go and maximize everything at 100%. What if we did four, five, six little things 5% better? I had a business coach that told me this. He's like, stop looking for the big home run. What if you just took the things that you already did and did them 1% better? What if you did 100, 100 things that you do 1% better? How much improvement will you get at the end of the year? 100%. Or if you do 50 things, 2% better. Or 10 things, 10% better. Or 5 things, 20% better. So these are the little things that I'm saying. So if we take these five things and do them 2 3 4% better, what does that translate at the end of the year? 20, 30, 50% greater results in our health. So take these, run with them this year, and, and, and let's get started on a healthier 2024 for everyone. Number one for this year, I want the theme to be sleep. Uh, I think just as a society, we stay up late, we're on our screens a lot, and the, the quality of our sleep has decreased. And that transcends into so many different problems throughout the day and through our life that drag through the week. And a lot of people do crave better sleep. They say, you know, I don't sleep well. And they just live with it. They're just happy to not be happy with sleep. But we got we to gotta aim for seven to nine hours. So what that means is you're like, well, I don't sleep that long or I have interrupted sleep or I can't just sleep through the night. Uh, we still have to carve out seven to nine hours of sleep per night. Most adults, seven is a great goal to get to, seven to eight hours. But scheduling this is the key to being successful when it comes to sleep. So we want to schedule seven to nine hours of sleep by setting our alarms or setting our time to, to unwind at the end of the day at 9.30, go to bed at 10 and wake up at six. I mean, that, that should just be our routine that we create over time. Uh, I have three children. The oldest is nine. She's had the same, the nine-year-old has had the exact same bedtime and wake up her entire life. It hasn't, hasn't changed at all. Deviates between 30 minutes here and there. Um, so creating good habits from an early age is important, but for yourself, carving this out and just knowing this part of your schedule, this, this is what you gotta do 11 to seven, uh, 10 30 to five 30, whatever it is, that's what you need to do. My goal is seven. I try and get seven. I wake up early to go to the gym and it's been absolutely great. So develop a consistent schedule, sleep schedule and going up and wake, going to bed and waking up every time at the same time. Create a, a relaxing bedtime routine. Many of us are on our screens and literally take our screens to our bed, lie down, stare at the screen a little bit more, and then turn, turn it off and roll over and go to sleep. We don't give ourselves any downtime. This interrupts the brain and the nervous system's natural ability to fall into a deeper sleep, that REM cycle that we need. 
you don't stay in a REM cycle all night. You don't fall into it right away and then stay there for six hours and then wake up. What happens is it's called a cycle. We go from shallow sleeping to deep sleeping to REM cycle back to shallow sleeping, you know, and we bounce between that depending on our brain activity. But what we want to try and get is 45 to 45 minutes to 90 minutes a night of that deep REM sleep. And many people don't even get there. That's what makes us feel lethargic, tired. It actually starts to create metabolic syndrome uh, over time as the years go by. And this is why we can't lose weight. We pack on weight. We didn't really change much with our diet. We blame aging. But that's part of it. So anti-aging is good sleep. So creating a good uh, routine, you know, taking, you know, having a shower at night or a bath or, or reading a book, pages instead of screen time, maybe for 20 minutes before you go to bed, listening to some music or, or just unwinding for a little bit, maybe turning off all the, um, all the screens, the TVs, everything, and then doing a quick cleanup of the kitchen, maybe just a 10 minute, you know, walk around, put everything away. Or what I like to do is sit down, pull out my book for tomorrow and just look at the top things that I need to do to just kind of plan. At least my brain's still going, but at least I'm looking at a book with pen and paper and, and it's not a screen. So the light is, is, is the component here of going to bed. Make sure your bedroom is dark, quiet, and cool. That's, a, how, that's the best recipe for good night's sleep. Dark is key. Get those screens out of there, those digital clocks that uh, blink. Uh, the windows that let light in, maybe the street lights coming in all night. Just make sure when you turn off that light, it's it's impossible to see anything. Uh, and as you acclimate your vision after a couple minutes, you still can't really see much. So make sure you're safe and in bed uh, when that happens too. But a dark room is absolutely And same with your kids, those night lights and things like that. We have the one that is on, but as soon as motion st stops, they turn off. So once they fall asleep, uh, it, they're off all night. Keeps Keeps the room nice and dark. That's number one, sleep. Prioritize sleep. How can you improve your sleep by 5% this year? I think for most of you, running away with carving out that time and just being diligent this year saying, yep, that's it. Bedtime is at 11 o'clock. I'm not going over anymore. I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to set an alarm at 1030. Most of your Fitbits and, and Apple watches and watches and all these things tell you this. If you set up the sleep schedule in there, you'll get a little buzz on your, on your, on your wristband saying, 30 minutes till bedtime. And that's your cue to maybe wrap things up and taking this seriously. We ignore all these things, these notifications, because we get millions of notifications, but prioritize the things that are important to you to improve your health. Make sense? Number two, move your body. You just got to move a little bit. So again, joining a gym, hiring a personal trainer, trying to go 100% all out. I mean, that's probably not the best goal if you haven't been working out. If you've been dabbling in workouts and you've been pretty consistent and you want to move to that next level, great idea. Absolutely great idea to hold some accountability and move forward. Otherwise, again, setting reminders on your phone, telling you to get up and move during times that you have chance to move. If you work from nine to five, probably not the best time between nine to five to get up and move. Probably setting your alarm for 730 in the evening so that it tells you to go for a walk. Even a 10 minute walk is absolutely fantastic. Going 10 minutes in one direction, guess what? You got 10 minutes to get back. There's a 20 minute walk. Uh, gets your, elevates your heart rate a little bit, gets you moving, gets those steps in. These little things improve your health dramatically by doing that. The goals that we want is to get 150 minutes of moderate to intense extra exercise per week. Um, 75 minutes if you do intense exercise per week. So those are like three 25-minute workouts per week of intense exercise or maybe five 30-minute workouts or five 30-minute walks. You know, that those are great too. So those are the numbers 
from exercise physiology research for the last 75 years showing that the people that do this have better longevity and better health, morbidity, morbidity later in life, meaning they have less ailments that hold them back in their 70s. They can actually still walk, drive. They're not on prescription drugs. These are all the cool things that, um, that keep going. My father turns 80 here in about 30 days, and he is on zero prescription drugs. Uh, Italian guy from Italy has never been stepped foot in, on, in a gym, has never lifted a barbell weight in his life, has never been on a treadmill. Um, he doesn't even know what a treadmill is uh, or an elliptical or any type of machines. He's a farm boy growing up, laborer most of his life in concrete and construction, and up to today goes for 45-minute walk every single day. And he lives in the tundra, frozen tundra in Canada, where in the winters he will go to the mall and just make sure he gets his 45-minute walk in. So there's ways around it, and he's on no prescription drugs. And you look at him and you're like, wow, that's what I want to be when I'm 80. So th that's one great example there. And then number two is find things you enjoy. A lot of you are signing up for these new programs, CrossFit, uh, Orange Theory, all the F45, all these, all these things that are out there. You don't even know what you're signing up for. Make sure you enjoy that stuff. Do you enjoy getting on a treadmill, elevating your heart rate to 144 beats per minute, then getting on a row machine, keeping it there for another 20 minutes, and then finishing with a, a boot camp workout with weights? That's Orange Theory, right? Is that stuff you enjoy? I I enjoyed pushing myself when I tried it, but I was like, man, this, this rowing thing kind of sucks. So choose things that you enjoy. That's the only way you're going to stick with it. That's the point of that. Start slowly and listen to your body and increase intensity as you go, as the months go by, not days. So make sure you get used to your workouts, create a routine, and get some accountability. It doesn't have to be a personal trainer. It can be a friend friend that you guys text each other once or twice a week saying, hey, did you get all your workouts in? Hey, a lot of these fitness apps, even on the Apple Watch, you can invite a friend to see all your workouts as well. And, and that, that I found to be great too, because then you're seeing each other go. If one person goes quiet, you text them, hey, what's going on? Are you getting your workouts in? And then that's how you move forward there. So two, number one, sleep. Number two, move your body. Number three, nourish. We got to nourish. And these are not in any particular order. They're all equally important. Nourish your body. A balanced diet means fruits, vegetables, and meats. That's what a balanced diet means. We need to get the fruits, which helps us with the fructose and the proper carbohydrates, simple carbs that our body needs to supply brain health and body health and muscle health. Vegetables gives us the micro and macronutrients that we need from minerals, vitamins, and fiber. That's why we need that. So the minerals that you eat, if you're low in magnesium, you're low in selenium, you're low in copper, you're low in, it's because you don't eat your vegetables. That's the thing that, that happens there. Fruits are our carbs, veggies are our minerals and fiber, and then our meats give us the proteins and fats that we need. That's a balanced diet. Then you can start to dabble with whole grains and little things there, but that's the simplest way to eat. Guess what my dad eats? That. Some veggies, some eggs, and maybe a fruit every now and then, you know, once a day. Should eat more than that. Uh, limit your intake of processed foods, sugary drinks, and unhealthy fats, right? So the balanced diet portion may be more difficult for many of us. So maybe we should set up a goal of saying, okay, I'm definitely going to eat more vegetables. That's an attainable goal. But limiting processed foods, sugary drinks, and unhealthy fats is an easier goal, actually, just by 
taking them right out of the diet, believe it or not. If you just make a choice to stop drinking soda this year, you've drastically increased your health for many, many different reasons. Just the amount of sugar intake that you're going to take is going to drastically decrease. Not adding sugar to your drinks, your coffees, all those things will drastically improve your overall health. Stay hydrated. Maybe this is the year where you get one of those big Stanley cups or one of those um, jugs or one of those half gallon um, containers where you're just making sure you set up a goal to have this, have that water all consumed by lunchtime. Maybe that's a goal. And then anything after between lunchtime and dinner is bonus water for the day to make sure that you're staying hydrated. Simple goal for hydration is that by the time two, three o'clock comes around, our urine should be close to clear. That's how you know you're hydrated because you now flushed out all the uric acid and all the things from your bladder. And now you're pretty much just filtering clean water through your kidneys all day with not much waste product because your diet's pretty good and you're not on any prescription drugs. That is where hydration actually kicks in. That's how many of you, you know, after dinner still go to the bathroom and it's bright yellow, right? It's because we're dehydrated. That's the issue there. And talk to a dietitian or a health coach or someone who's good with uh, nutrition to help you if you need some access to accountability. That's what it's all about. Accountability is how we take people across the finish line faster. It's easier to do it. It's easier to be part of a village than to trek uh, by yourself through, through the mud. That's number three. Number four, manage stress. If you didn't listen to last week's podcast, we only talked about mental well-being and, and stress. Great one. Go back to that. Listen to that. Uh, find healthy ways to cope with stress, such as meditation, yoga, spending time in nature, going for a walk, spending time with your dog, whatever it may be. You've got to carve out some time for that. And we're never going to be able to carve, off, carve out enough time per day to do that. But even 15 minutes or 30 minutes can be such a calming experience for ourselves. Exercise is sometimes calming for many people as well. They just enjoy to go exercise. That is their meditation. That is their time alone uh, connecting with themselves. Connecting with social relationships and loved ones, make it a goal in 2024 to not only just be kind. I mean, this has been a great thing since 2020 socially experiments saying just be more kind. I don't know if we are more kind as a society since 2020. I'm not sure, but I love that message. But be more kind with yourself. Spend more time with your loved ones and carve out time for that. Bring back game nights with the family. I don't care if you have teenagers. Make them sit down and play Monopoly with you. Whatever it is. Carve out more time with the people you love. Parents, I know you love your kids. You're not gonna, you're not gonna lie to me on that one. So, and I know you want to spend more time with them. And the fact that we let them go is detrimental to ourselves. You don't have to overprotect them, but to ask to spend time with them, trust me, at some point they are gonna want to spend more time with you. Uh, so if you create that culture, you'll you'll fill up your cup with love. Uh, and that's, that's a great thing there. Just create things that are fun, spend time together, make it, you make it a thing. Some people use church every Sunday to spend time together. Other people use, you know, breakfast once a week to spend time together, whatever it is, carve out that time to spend time with loved ones this year. And then take breaks, man. The easiest thing you can do for stress is just take breaks. I sit around, I I feel like I work three jobs. I I think I do coaching consultant, chiropractor, CEO, I mean, I do all open up satellites, doing a businessman, doing all this stuff. And sometimes just when I just lean back from the computer and just put my head back, it just feels good just for that 15 seconds to just stop and breathe. It's probably better to get up and, and move around and just take a break. Go get some water, go uh, check the scores from last night, whatever it is to just break the cycle a little bit. 
and then get back to it. Those breaks mean a big deal when it comes to our mental health. Some of you are so analytical. You can sit there for six hours straight getting work done and then wonder why you've got chronic tension headaches, wonder why you have bad sleep cycles, wonder why you're high strung. It's because you're so analytical to get things done that when you finally realize what time it is, it's four o'clock. You're like, man, I've been going all day getting tons of stuff done. It doesn't change tomorrow. Tomorrow, you still got to get to work and do all those things. So taking a few breaks isn't going to end your work or disrupt your work by the end of the day, but it's so important for your mental health. Learn to say no. What a powerful thing that's been for me in my life to just be able to say no. Sometimes things sound good. Sometimes you want to say yes to everything because they all sound pretty good. But just knowing that your cup, you know, there's no more time. Your cup's full. There's nowhere else to put the water and saying no can be liberating. So try saying no a little bit more this year and see what that does to carve out time for yourself in your schedule. And number five, focus on mental well-being. It's different than managing stress. Focusing on yourself is different. Practicing gratitude for what you have, the health that you have today at this very moment is something to be grateful for, even if it's not the best. Maybe you are on a prescription drug. Maybe you are fighting something right now. Maybe you are going through the mud with your health a little bit right now, but it could be worse. And I'm not talking about death. I'm talking about being really, really sick, being um, immobile, being um, losing your, your memory. I mean, there's things that could be so much worse. So practicing gratitude for what you have lifts you up in the moment and makes you want to do better with what you have, which can sometimes reverse some conditions, can reverse things and can truly make us better, right? The simplest example is weight loss. Sitting there and being like, you know what? I definitely got to lose. I got to lose weight. I feel lethargic. I'm tired. I know this isn't helping me. And then being grateful for men, being like, man, I'm, I'm glad I've been able to keep up and do everything I can today, but I don't know if I can continue in this trajectory because it may slow me down. So I'm going to do something today. And that, that can be uplifting. And just thinking that way, it may take you a few weeks to, to, to uh, devise a plan to lose the weight, but in that moment, it changes your, your mental status. It changes your mental focus into being more positive than it is negative. And that can help us. So practicing gratitude for everything we have in our life is such a great thing. They call them affirmations, gratitude, words of encouragement, uh, whatever it may be. Saying a few of those things every day to yourself goes a very long way. Practice it every day. I've got five affirmations sitting in my console in my car that I just look at when I'm driving every and just say them. No one cares. I say I can say them out loud. I can whisper them to myself or whatever it is. And those things just keep me grateful. Do things that you enjoy and that make you happy. We do so many things that don't make us happy. It doesn't mean we have to hate them, but there's so many. No one likes vacuuming. No one likes cleaning the kitchen. No one likes showing up to work at 630 in the morning. No one likes... Uh, driving in traffic. No one likes the car pickup lines for the kids. I mean, no one likes this stuff, but we do them because we need to. But what about doing things that tr truly make you happy? If you love playing golf, going out and golfing. If you love tennis, playing tennis. If you love going to the gym, going to the gym. If you love dogs, buying a dog and going for walks. Uh, set, you know, setting those realistic parameters for yourself that give you some happiness are really important. Are really important to do that. So practice things that make you happy. Seek realistic goals and focus on making progress, not perfection. Uh, you, can, you can never be perfect. And done is always better than perfect. Getting things done just feels good. So make sure you set up realistic goals, small goals, like this year. Got to lose 70 pounds. Well, that's a huge goal, right? That's a huge goal. How about setting up, I want to lose five pounds in January. 
that's a really realistic goal. Really realistic goal. Seek professional help if you're struggling with your mental health. You know, coming from a professional a healthcare provider myself, uh, it's easy, it's biased for me to say, hire us to help you, hire people to help you because you think it's a business. But on the other hand, from my perspective, the gratification of my career to helping people get better in so many different assets has been so rewarding just for me, but it truly does work. You see, you see the missing link for most people to getting to their goal is that accountability. Uh, so when it comes to like chiropractic care, the accountability is showing up to your appointments and, and letting the doctor do their work and seeing how that repetition leads to a great result. It's amazing. Whatever the condition may be, headaches, disc bulges, whatever it is. Uh, from a weight loss perspective, we've been doing weight loss for years. Just having, and it's virtual, we just text each other every day. It's just that texting back and forth and people getting to their goals and then them getting excited um, texting back and forth about every day, seeing, you know, half a pound down, a quarter of a pound down, another pound. And by the end of the week, they're six pounds lighter. And then by the next week, they're 10 pounds lighter. And by the next week, they're 12 pounds lighter. And in six weeks, we get people losing 25, 26, 27, 28, 35 pounds. It's crazy. Um, just following simple parameters, but it's the accountability. Could they have done this themselves? Absolutely. Did they do it themselves? No, because now they're 44 and trying to, trying to get to their goals or whatever it may be. Does that make sense? So know when you need the accountability and don't be shy to ask for help. That is it. I mean, some, some little things that you know, on the side, you know, limit alcohol, limit tobacco use. I, there's been so many podcasts talking about this stuff. Um, use sunscreen. We've talked about all this, but those are the five things that I think if you focused on in 2024 and just did 5%, 5%, prioritize sleep. Maybe all you do is set a sleep schedule. That's it. That's a, that's a great thing for 2024. Move your body, getting out there and going for walks every day or five days a week. There you go. That's a, that's amazing. Whether they're 10 minutes or 30 minutes, doesn't matter. At least you're moving your body. Nourish your body. You're going to eat more vegetables and you're going to eliminate soda. Simple little things that you can do. You have to follow the paleo diet or the keto diet or the whole foods diet or the Mediterranean diet to a T. That's a huge culture shock for you if you never did that. So setting realistic goals, manage stress, and focus on yourself, your well-being, your mental well Do the things that you love. Those are the five things I think that if most people focused on this year, they would do absolutely fantastic. We will be here each and every week for you, just like we always have. Have a fantastic year. Have a fantastic week. And all the best in 2024. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Living a Full Life Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.